Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. College football bowl season's coming to a close next week with the national championship, but you can still get in on the action at my bookie. Sign up with MyBookie, use our promo code GATERS to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you with, man, news just flying in, left and right, players coming, players going. Oh, that was the theme of the episode earlier this week with me and Will. But, okay, we got to keep that theme going. Players coming. In and out, or players coming in, players leaving, transferring out, uh, declaring for the uh, NFL, their shot at the NFL, and some more coaching hires being made. Mike Peterson, the rumor came true, came official today. So we'll break it all down right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. So, I mean, just, I mean, trading Mamou Diabate, Malik Davis, Emory Jones, all that news is there uh, th- that will hit. And of course, Mike Peterson, Vernell Brown, uh, those guys, uh, you know, still uh, they're uh, alumni of Florida, former players still being involved uh, with the University of Florida football program. So that's good to see. We'll get into all that here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. But hey, look, a lot. Some of you watching live right now, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're not watching live, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out on the YouTube channel of Gators Breakdown. If you're on the uh, podcast version, if you listen to iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts more, hey, go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown as well. And you can find us at news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. All right, guys. So here we go. Let's start with uh, Trey Dean uh, announcing that he's coming back. We'll still be a part of this Florida Gator team, and um, you, you have to think. You know, some meetings with the the, the new coaching staff, Billy Napier's coaching staff, had to happen there. A meeting uh, between 
you know, all, all the players and coaches. And your know, decision now is to come back for, for, for Trey Dean. I know a lot of people are kind of torn on this one about Trey Dean and you know, his play, uh, not necessarily living up to the uh, high-profile recruit that he was uh, coming in at Florida. Uh, you pair him with everybody else back there as a safety in that secondary. Rashad Torres, Mordecai McDaniel, Donovan McMillan, Corey Collier, Kamari Wilson now, of course, as well. Uh, the brand-new signee there for Florida. So Florida's got some bodies. Florida's got some options back there at safety. And I think, I think it's going to be a competition. I don't think this is a shoe-in. Even with the, all the trading's experience, I think it'll help him. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's a shoe-in in this new defense with these new coaches. He goes out there and, and, and gets the job. He's going to have to earn it. Uh, but you know, I still like his athletic, athletic ability at times. How does he fit in? How does he fit in with all those bodies? He's been moved all over the place in the previous defense by the previous coaching staff. Did that hurt his development? Did that hurt his growth? I think it had to a little bit. We've seen some ups. We've seen some downs from trading. We've seen some great plays about being made, but also, you know, really at times this year and, you know, I'm not trying to single him out. This happened to a lot of defenders for the Florida defense out of position. Can't make tackles. Diving at the, the feet of a, a, of a running back, nowhere close to a tackle. I mean, it's just, you know, there are so many is, issues. And you hope now, you know, I, I hate to judge too harshly on a lot of the players on defense just because of, I think we know the failures of the staff and their development and getting players ready and putting in the, the scheme itself taking these guys out of position. I mean, I think it was a hard defense to play in. I really do. So I'm hoping trading, you know, the, the good that we've seen from trading and the good that we've seen from a lot of these players on defense, that we see that on a more consistent basis. Hopefully that's what this new coaching staff can get out of these guys. So hopefully, you know, trading coming back uh, one more, <laughs> one, one more year, one more go around. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, you know, we've seen him at corner. We've seen him at nickel. We've seen him at safety. We thought the a little with a little bit of experience at safety, you know, dating back to his high school days, him getting in that role now um, this past year, you wanted to see some, some some growth and some steps. I think we did, just not at the level we wanted to. Hopefully this new staff goes back there and gets it done there for Trey Dean. Other big storyline this week, we'll stay on the defensive side of the ball. Linebacker Mamoudi Abate is transferring to Utah. And there was um, – so word that this one was pretty torn. I uh, not wasn't sure uh, what the what, what was going to happen there, uh, and ultimately he decides to leave Florida, go to Utah. With Ventrell Miller returning, we you know we discussed that. Not as big of a blow now with Ventrell Miller returning. Uh, someone in Mamoudi Abate, I expected a big year from. You guys can go back and listen all summer and, and all the previews we did going into that 2021 season this past year, and I was high on Mamoudi Bate getting all that experience at linebacker in 2020, his first year really playing that position, learning that position. But, look, that's an instinctual position. A lot of the time it's hard to learn those linebacker instincts, and I just don't know for as smart as a player I really think Mamoudi Bate is. I think you could have some certain instincts and probably some size as well to play that linebacker position. And I'm just not sure it was there with Mamoudi Abate. So I still think he's a better player where he can go rush and, and rush the quarterback more. Uh, but now, you know, deciding to take that chance at, at, at Utah, not to try to take that chance here at Florida, where he will be on the field. First game of the season anyway. <laughs> so either way, Mamoudi Abate is going to play his first game next season in the swamp because, of course, that is Florida's opponent. 
in the first game of the 2022 season, the first game of the Billy Napier era, and it will be Mamou Diabate on defense for Utah and not the Gators. There's your big storyline for already for that first game of the season next year. And look, there's I've heard some people say, you know, hopefully jokingly, oh, you know, he knows, he knows players and he can share some info. This is a this is going to be an entirely different Florida defense. There'll be some players out there in in, in, in different roles. I'm not worried about that part of it one bit. <laughs> so, um, and then look, I think you got to look and see how this season played out uh, a little bit. Diabate thrust more, even more into that linebacker role because of Intro Miller going down. But by the end of the season, I like what I was seeing by Tyron Hopper. So Miller, Hopper, throw in Wingo, throw in Scooby, maybe even one Black, seeing how he fits into this defense maybe as well. Uh, then young guys, chief boarders, incoming freshmen, Shamar James. I mean, Florida's going to, you know, those guys, of course, I just mentioned, you know, they're further down the line, of course, but, you know, in this new defense, you know, and some nice size on chief boarders, Shamar James, highly rated recruit. Maybe can a young guy find their way on the field? Look, not over Miller, not over Wingo, uh, probably not over Hopper, but maybe down the line as the season plays out get some of those guys in there. So Florida's got some nice depth, that linebacker. Of course, we got to get some more proven guys uh, there. I think we're all excited about what we saw from Hopper. I think we're encouraged by Ventro Miller coming back and him feeling you know, that, that toughness, leadership, calling the plays role. Um, so even though in a, in a new defense, I still think that is somebody you'll look for in that leadership, making sure everybody's in the right place. As I said, I think communication between staff and players as long as he's been around the program, I think is a, in, in addition for Ventro Miller. So I like what Florida has at linebacker. See how it re- relates in a new defense. So like the potential of this group, better scheme, better coaching. So, you know, we'll get into linebacker a little bit more and uh, who will be coaching some of those outside linebackers. Pretty good news there. <laughs> so um, as we, yeah, no, no surprise there. Uh, but we know we'll talk about Mike Peterson being hired. But before we do, before we do, let's talk uh, some more players and, and all that. The news of Emory Jones uh, coming out as well. We'll extend that conversation for Monday, as we said. Um, and if you've, like you say, if you've been on Gators Breakdown Plus uh, in that Discord, uh, and even some of the chats we've had there, uh, was it was never really fully sold on Emory Jones leaving the University of Florida, even with all the talk out there. Uh, of you know being in the transfer or being in the transfer portal, he had never officially put his name in, uh, and it was just there were some decisions uh, being made. Met with Billy Napier uh, there, it looks like he's going to be sticking around uh, the Florida program. Very, not many classes left to graduate from University of Florida. Maybe that plays into it a bit as well. But with this, you have to start looking down the road a bit when spring practice rolls around. If Anthony Richardson's fully healthy, fully go. You got five quarterbacks, five quarterbacks that'll be taking reps in spring practice. So that is, uh, that should be fun to watch. Anthony Richardson, Emory Jones, Jack Miller, Carlos Del Rio, Jalen Kitna. There's your five. Absolutely no way. If you're asking me, all five make it to fall camp. I can't see it. I just I, – I don't see it, whether it be 
you know, Kitna, who the last staff really you know pinpointed in and loved as a lower rated recruit at, at one point. Maybe it's you know he, he, him him going. Calder's Del Rio, who wasn't recruited by the staff, won't be starting this year. Of course, does he go try and take his chance somewhere else? Jimmy Jones, we know the storyline there. I don't see him starting. Is he just going to go through spring, finish up some classes, and then maybe transfer after that? Jack Miller just transferred in. He's not going anywhere. Anthony Richardson's healthy. He's not going anywhere. So I think just for roster moves, roster size, scholarship limits and stuff, I think, you know, I don't think you keep five guys on the roster here. Uh, and I can see, you know, of course, those guys leaving and trying to take their chance, trying to further their career uh, as well. So looking like five quarterbacks going into spring, no go through spring. You know, maybe there's an early inclination of it not going well for one of those guys, maybe not even making it out of spring before one decides to hit the transfer portal. Uh, but I can't see spring ending going into fall camp with five quarterbacks. I, I, I don't see it. Maybe it happens. I just don't see it. So there's the, kind of the, the, the storyline there uh, with Emory Jones, more than likely sticking around for a little bit, for a little bit longer. And then kind of the opposite of that, on the offensive side of the ball, Florida had a great number of running backs for the 2021 season. And right now, as you look at it, Malik Davis did declare that he is going to go to the NFL, take his chances in the NFL draft. He could have come back because of the COVID year. Damian Pierce still has not announced that if he is going to declare or come back, I think we all pretty much feel that he won't be on Florida's team. Uh, in 2022, so more than likely he's gone as well. Naquan, White, Naquan Wright got injured versus FSU. Nasty injury there, had surgery. So right now, you're looking, going into spring practice, two running backs, Demarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard. We'll get into that just a bit here uh, in, in a second, too, and how far they maybe can help that coming up here soon. But... You know, I think um, the way it's looking now with guys who have been in a Gator uniform, of course not, of course didn't play a lot. We thought Lorenzo Lingard, Demarcus Bowman would get a little bit more carries in the 2021 season. They did not. They may be getting plenty coming up in the spring because they may be the only two running backs on the roster when spring practice starts. So there's a a pretty interesting storyline right there. (laughs) <laughs> when you, you want to uh, look at what's happening with some of these departures and some guys sticking around, well, at quarterback, you got plenty of numbers. Running back, a season, uh, just a season removed from a lot of people claiming having too many. Well, now going into spring practice, you may not have enough. But I think, I think we'll get some answers there pretty soon. That's just the way it's looking right now. Just the way it's looking right now. When you look at who has put on a Gator uniform and being available and not available for spring practice. All right. Before we get further, we'll get into some more transfer portal news because before we get to uh, Mike Peterson and Vernell Brown, you know, Vernell Brown kind of knew he was going to be on staff, but finally announced today. And Mike Peterson announced today as well. So former Gators uh, back on the staff. Before we get before we get to transfer portal, before we get to coaching talk. Time for a word from my friends at MyBookie. You still looking for an easy New Year's resolution? 
will make your goal to double your money and get a head start with my bookies deposit match bonus. All you have to do is use my promo code Gators. When you sign up, you'll get your initial deposit doubled up to $1,000. With the extra dough in your account, you're ready to bet on the biggest games of the week, and my bookie has all the best action. College football bowl season comes to a close. The college football season comes to a close. Get in for the national championship game, Alabama, Georgia. This is a tough call for you. The Saban get another title. Can Kirby get his first? How does the rematch aspect come into play? Even after getting blown out by Bama a month ago in the SEC championship game, Georgia's still favored by two points over Alabama. You going to make that bet? Go make it at my bookie. The NFL playoff race is heating up as well. The final stretch is coming up. Plenty of high-stake games to choose from. To get you started, look further to, look no further than the Bills versus Jets matchup this weekend. Look, it's the Bills and the Jets. We know how the NFL is sometimes, but favorable matchup there. Buffalo, back them, cover the spread, win you some bread. So get in on the action of this week's NFL slate at mybookie.ag. So don't drop the ball. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code GATORS. Head to MyBookie, place your bets, and ring in the new year with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. I uh, mentioned more transfer portal talk as well. I think we have to, even though you know it's hard to keep up with the transfer portal, who, who all is in there, who Florida could be interested in. But, of course, I think anytime players from Louisiana Billy Napier's former school enters the transfer portal. It has to be discussed. So earlier this week, Napier's former school, Louisiana, of course, suffered some transfers. Will Miles and I discussed that uh, standout guard, Osiris, offensive guard, Osiris Torrance, and starting cornerback, Makai Gardner. Talked about those guys earlier this week. And this is after, you know, freshman offensive tackle Cameron Waits officially transfers to Florida. So Florida did get one. Still waiting on word from maybe Torrance and Gardner. Really want Torrance there at offensive line. He he would come in, even though he's been at Louisiana. And as we we, we talked about it, he was a top one hundred player rated by ESPN this, this this past year. Look, he would he would come in and he would be the best Florida offensive lineman already. And that's not a slide at Ethan White and you know potential Josh Braun and Richard Garage. I'm sorry, but the, the truth of it is. Osiris Torrance would come in. He's making visits now. I mean, this won't be an easy pull for Florida, I don't think. He's making different visits around the SEC right now. Florida's going to have to get a work cut out for him. I still like the position because of being recruited and playing under Billy Napier. I think you have to like that. But he would instantly be Florida's best offensive lineman and probably not even close. And that's more of a look. Could it be a considered a shot at some of the Florida offensive line? Maybe if you want to take it that way. For me, it's mostly because that's how good I think he is. All right. So Cameron Waits, of course, was a transfer already signed for the University of Florida. But now, two promising running backs from Louisiana, a team that liked to run the ball under Billy Napier, ran the ball a lot, ran the ball well. Running backs, Imani Bailey, Montreal Johnson, they both entered the transfer portal. Uh, Bailey, um, you guys, if you watch the App State Sun Belt Championship game, so Louisiana versus App State in the Sun Belt Championship, you saw Bailey, some a big play there in that game. You saw him great vision, um, 
but he missed some games late in the season before that game and returned with a great performance in the Sun Belt Championship game. Many of us watched. Nice 35-yard touchdown run in that game. That was his longest of the season. Nice vision, cuts, making guys miss. Wasn't even touched. I, mean, I wouldn't necessarily call him a burner, but, he, but he's fast. Uh, but, I mean, just untouched on that 35-yard run there. That was the game we – the reason I bring that up because many of us watched that game, and that's when his name kind of got on the radar for Gator fans just a bit because you were watching you know, Billy Napier's last game at Louisiana. So he was one big takeaway from that game, and now he's in the transfer portal. <laughs> so, ooh, five foot nine, 200 pound, he had a 106-yard second half that helped the Cajuns beat Appalachian State in the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. Then he added 94 yards and two touchdowns on 17 carries in the New Orleans Bowl victory over Marshall in their bowl game. So almost 100 yards in the bowl game on 17 carries. Had that nice performance versus App State where he had 106 second half yards. So that was back-to-back games right there. Now he's in the transfer portal. For the season, 615 yards, eight touchdowns on 95 carries, 15 receptions, 140 yards. Uh, This past fall was Bailey's second freshman season due to COVID-19. In 2020, he had 10 carries for 60 yards. So big jump in production there for him. Uh, So I have to look that. I have to to like that for Bailey. I have to keep an eye on him. Uh, But that comes after – that was announced today on Thursday, earlier in the week, Montreal Johnson. And this was his true freshman season here. 161 rushes, 784 yards, team-high 12 touchdowns. True freshman there, team-high 12 touchdowns for Louisiana. 99-yard run versus Arkansas State earlier this season. Finished that game with 150 yards. So there's you a little bit about those two running backs from Louisiana in the portal. Florida has to take a look at these. I don't think that, as I just explained, running back to you uh, a bit. And at least going into spring, you may only have two. So I think that, in a way, forces your hand to get one of these guys. Now, look, I think we also have to look at what is coming up in recruiting as well, hopefully, and everything's looking good. Florida gets a commit from Trevor Etienne coming up this weekend. But Florida's putting themselves in great shape or putting themselves in better shape for Javante Citizen, another running back, higher-rated running back than Etienne out of Louisiana. So you kind of got to do maybe some checks and balances here at the running back position for Florida. If you want another body for spring practice, you absolutely have to go get one of these guys. Familiar with the system, produced at a D1 level. Now I know a lot of people want to say, oh, this is a, another Louisiana player. Oh, look, these guys in the portal from Louisiana, they're, they're not a joke. And look, we're a recruiting, stars matter. Yeah, but once you prove it on the field and – a level of D1 football, that was, that, that's worth more than proving it out there at the, at the high school level. You know, the, the talent is raised <laughs> a bit at the D1 level, no matter if it's the Sun Belt, no matter if it's ACC, SEC, Big 12, doesn't matter. Talent level is raised. And you produce at this level with these stats? Yeah, okay. You can, you can, you can come to Florida, especially with a transition. And having some guys used to this, having some guys used to the culture of Billy Napier. But these two running backs right here, they can fit in at Florida. They can find a place on this on this roster. They can find a place in the backfield. Davis is gone. Damian Pierce likely gone. Naquan Wright coming off injury. 
You'd be going into spring practice with Lorenzo Lingard, Demarcus Bowman. Those guys, two guys, can't take every carry in the spring anyway. So would you you going to rely on walk-ons the rest of the spring? Or I think and look, we don't even know how Naquan Wright's going to bounce back from this injury. Can he bounce back fully? Will he bounce back fully healthy, ready to go? If there's complications, okay. Within shorter running back, so I think here Johnson Bailey. I don't think you get both. I think you need to put yourself in position to get one. I think he puts this, your, your running back room in, in better in better shape here. Uh, so Bailey Johnson, he's guy has their own pluses and minuses here. Uh, I don't think Florida could go wrong with either one of them. So I, I I'd look. Uh, I can't see both of them here. Maybe, maybe so. And you know, maybe. How does the staff feel about the look? I think we all kind of know the crystal balls have been out there. The predictions have been out there for ETN. We're more than likely picking Florida. So there's your three backs there for the season. How do they feel about Citizen? Now they feel really, really good about Citizen. But you got to wait till signing day. You got to wait till February. More than likely, Bailey or Johnson are not waiting that long. So you're going to have to get one of those transfers probably pretty soon. You're going to have to make that decision pretty soon if you want to get Bailey or Johnson. So see how that plays out. But I think I do think if it, if it was me, I'd be bringing one of them in. All right, there we go. That's it for the player aspect of this episode. But now let's get to the coaches and the big, big news well, Gator Nation got excited for this one. <laughs> so uh, we've been wondering, you know, Billy Napier filling out his staff and who's going to build those, who's going to be those on-field assistants that he's going to be bringing in. And we thought we may have to wait a little bit longer at the beginning of this week, you know, late last week, beginning of this week. Okay, maybe we got to wait till the NFL season finishes before we finish this staff off. Not the case. Not the case here at all as boom. If you're watching the YouTube version, University of Florida, of course, makes those beautiful graphics here for the hires and big time. Got to be excited. Mike Peterson returns as outside linebacker coach and alumni liaison for the University of Florida. This is from the University of Florida. Gator great Mike Peterson return as a, returns as an assistant coach, coaching outside linebackers and serving as an alumni liaison. Head coach Billy Napier announced Thursday. Peterson spent the last six seasons, 2016 through 2021 at South Carolina, as an outside linebacker defensive end coach. He was hired by Will Muschamp and then retained by Shane Beamer for one year, and now he's heading in Gainesville. In 2020, he coached Kingsley and Iguare to a first-team All-SEC selection and the conference leader in sacks and forced fumbles. Peterson worked with three NFL draft picks in T.J. Brunson, Ernest Jones, and D.J. Wadham. Tell you what, South Carolina's been pretty good up front, as these uh, have said. But, we, look, we, we know we, we follow recruiting enough. They, even for all their faults, even for all of Will Muschamp's faults, still recruited pretty well in the trenches. A lot of these guys were getting coached by Mike Peterson. Mike Peterson, a member of the 1996 National Championship team, he played linebacker for Steve Spurrier from 1995 to 1998. His senior year, he served as a team captain and earned first-team All-SEC and All-American honors. Peterson was inducted into the University Athletic Hall of Fame in 2011. 
Of course, he was selected in the second round, the 36th pick overall in the 1999 NFL draft by the Indianapolis Colts. Peterson earned second-team All-Pro honors in 2005, finished his career with 883 tackles, 21 and a half sacks, and 19 interceptions in 196 career games. He's a graduate of Santa Fe High School, played 14 years in the NFL, the Colts from 99 to 02, and then a lot of us remember, if you're a Jaguars fan, if you've been in Jacksonville as well, played with a lot of good Jaguars teams from 2003 to 2008 and then finished his career with the Atlanta Falcons. When he retired from the NFL, and a lot of us, you probably remember this as well, he did return to the University of Florida in 2013, where he finished and got his degree while working as an undergrad assistant coach in the strength and conditioning staff. Upon graduation, he was named a full-time position as strength and conditioning coordinator. So there you go. Great, great news. Getting a Gator great coaching the outside linebackers at Florida. And then one more Gator great I think we have to get to, Vernell Brown. And we looked, we knew he was going to be around uh, the program uh, a good bit. We knew this was going to be a retainee uh, for, for Billy Napier from Dan Mullen's staff. Not on field, of course, not um, uh, sitting there, you know, you know, coaching players, but one who a lot of players absolutely respect here. And I think it was really important there uh, for Billy Napier to keep Vernell Brown around. And apparently he did too. Uh, look, you've seen Vernell Brown. A lot of these videos when um, you've seen these signees and you've seen these transfers come in lately, Vernell Brown is the one introducing you to the video, telling you know, what these players can expect uh, coming in there. But he's been named the Senior Director of Player Development and Alumni Relations. So there you go. Both Mike Peterson and Vernell Brown, you know, a lot to do with the alumni. And you, you like you, you you love to see it. You love to see it here. Uh, so Brown named in that role, player uh, senior director of player development, alumni relations. Joined the Gator staff in 2018 as director of student athlete development. Will continue to play a key role in the program, serving as a lead for personnel personal development, mental health, and collegiate affairs for current athletes. The Gator football alumnus Brown Jr will serve as a bridge between the current athletes and former players. He will also assist in creating connections between the University of Florida, the University Athletic Association personnel, and current players to create a network of support. Gainesville native and a University of Florida graduate in 2005, Brown Jr. played cornerback for the Gators from 2001 to 2005 and appeared in 45 games throughout his Gator career. Brown Jr., who also served as a team captain during his playing days, was once referred to as the face of Florida football due to his tireless work ethic and leadership characteristics. So big move, keeping these guys around, keeping these Gator greats around uh, there. So and I, and I have a, a, a friend I work with there at the TV station who's really good friends with Vernell Brown and says, you know, this is, you know, it, it really is great to keep him around the program, the relationship with the players. And now, you know, the relationship with the players and the former players, I think is, is really important. That gets lost sometimes, um, I, I think, there. And you, you want former players to be coming around. That helps sell the University of Florida. Vernon Brown is going to be very instrumental in keeping that uh, going. So big hires. I like the hires. But, look, I'm even going to get into it just a bit here, too. 
Better use the Jacksonville connection a little bit, but this one kind of fell in my lap a bit. I do have a, a friend who works at a local high school here at Andrew Jackson High School in Jacksonville and reached out to me about this hire, about how much a player, a recruit out here uh, here in Jacksonville loves it. So four-star Grayson, uh, four-star linebacker, Grayson Pup Howard, 2023 linebacker from Jacksonville, uh, as, as, as I said, Andrew Jackson High School. Uh, he told me on the hire of Mike Peterson, I love it. We are really close. It's a big hire for Florida. He's a great coach and, moreover, a great person. So there you go. High-level four-star linebacker here in, this, in, in Jacksonville, the state of Florida, an area of Florida, an area just in general, but, of course, an area in the state of Florida that we know Florida has to hit better, has to hit hard. We're tired of Georgia. We're tired of Alabama. We're tired of Ohio State, Clemson coming into a hotbed or what should be a hotbed for the University of Florida and getting recruits and taking them from our state, hotbed cities, pipeline cities, it's got to stop. So Mike Peterson, this hire can go a long way for one 2023 linebacker, Grayson Howard. Keep an eye on that one uh, there. Howard loved Peterson there visiting South Carolina, but now right down the road in Gainesville. So hopefully that one pays dividends there. Uh, and look, we just taught linebacker in this episode there and give them Florida some better depth, better players there at that position. So keep an eye on that one there. Looking up, uh, looking forward here. Grayson Pup Howard from Jacksonville and the relationship with Mike Peterson. All right, there we go. I had to do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. This one kind of came out of nowhere, of course, um, but I couldn't let it by with all the news that's been happening out there. Look, national championship games coming up Monday night, Georgia, Alabama, but I'm um, doing something special. A lot of you guys remember the championship rewind we did in 2020. We didn't know what was going to happen during the pandemic, if we'd even have a season. So you know, I've, I'm working at Channel 4. We got the rights to air the 2006 and 2008 national championship games. We interview, interviewed Brandon James and Tate Casey. Uh, but, you know, those were new. There, there were also news tied around those episodes that I released, uh, news that was happening around the time. So I've re-released these episodes, or, um, and you guys can check them out. Look, national championship game coming up this year, but you can relive the Gator National Championships of 2006 and 2008 with Championship Rewind. 2006 episodes already up. 2008 will be up very, very soon. So relive. Relive the glory days of, uh, of Gators. Hopefully we're there, we're there again soon and we can have uh, some – we wouldn't even call them Championship Rewind. We, we get to just talk some championships, hopefully. Uh, but if you want to relive those great games, the beatdown of, uh, beat of Ohio State – Getting that win over Oklahoma, a lot of fun had there talking to Tate Casey and Brandon James. So be on the lookout with those. You know, national championship games coming up, of course, but we can relive it Gator style there in this championship rewind episodes. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am the host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Got the girls out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>